0: United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years of developing my lit yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and smarter movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Before I get into today's podcast, I want to encourage you to check out my lityoga.com site and look at the new online yoga teacher training that's available starting February 3rd. This training is good for anyone who wants to learn more about my style of yoga, who wants to teach yoga, who wants to just improve your yoga practice, who wants to learn about functional anatomy, functional movement. It's good for already existing yoga teachers. Um, You don't even have to want to teach yoga. It's just if you're interested in Really diving deep into the methodology. And it includes philosophy. It includes a ton of functional anatomy and movement and physiology and some um, real life concepts to implement to help you feel your best on and off the mat. So check that out and join us February 3rd. It's amazing. On to this podcast. So today's podcast is Motivation Monday or Movement Monday. And today I want to talk about a a question I get a lot, and it is about the elbows. What is causing elbow pain? So this is in the under the umbrella of movement, because your elbows are moving a lot. They are the hinge joint between your upper arm bone and your wrist. And they transmit a lot of the energy from your wrist into the the rest of the arm up into the shoulder, and then vice versa. So they're transmitting energy from the shoulder through the arm into the wrist. But so many people over at some point in their lives complain of elbow pain. And there are a variety of possibilities. So I'm just going to give you some of them to give you an idea of what might be causing it. If you've had it yourself, if you know someone, have them listen to this and give them some tips. Um, But also if it comes up for you in the future you can start to examine and like, what is the cause, the root cause of elbow pain? Because it's often preventable. And that's the good news. There can be, you know, an impact to the elbow. You certainly can fracture your elbow if there's some kind of fall or trauma. But aside from that, almost everything else is caused by the way you're moving, um, sitting, standing. It's like your everyday life type stuff. So let's say you have some elbow pain that you're, and it's not from some kind of impact or um, trauma. There are um, wear and tear injuries. So wear and tear means that, you know, you're doing some kind of repetitive movement over and over again with, with like a, a pull or a strain because you're overdoing it. Or you're maybe the position of the elbow isn't great, and that will cause a strain on the ligaments or the bursa surrounding. So ligaments, for those of you who don't know, ligaments are the soft tissue, connective tissue that give your joints stability. So I always call them like ligaments are the law enforcers. They're gonna let you go a little bit, but then they're gonna say, whoa, stop that movement. They keep you in line and they give you stability. So at the elbow, there's some ligaments and those ligaments can get strained if you're doing some kind of repetitive activity that they don't like. So golfer's elbow is an example of a type of tendonitis that can occur in the tendon, which is taking the muscle to the bone. It's a little different than the ligament, but there can also be a ligamentous component to it. Any kind of wear and tear can happen either to the ligament or the tendon or both. So when you have, when you've heard of tennis elbow or golfer's elbow, these are more tendinitis and in, in in um in function. And that's when the tendons around the elbow have been overused. So it doesn't necessarily have to happen to you if you're ten if you're you might not ever pick up a tennis racket and it can still bother you. I've had people who are doing like just taking dishes out of the dishwasher, and it started to bother them, and then it just got worse and worse. So tennis elbow is affecting the outside of the elbow, and the golf el- the golfer's elbow, is affecting the inside. So the position of your elbow will influence if the the tendonitis, either on the outside or inside. Some people have what's called a larger carrying angle. So women always have a larger carrying angle. The carrying angle is the angle from the upper arm, the humerus into the elbow, and then into the lower arm. So if you can imagine, if you were just hanging your arm straight down toward the floor, um, for, for women, we have a little bit of a curve out. So that our, because we have wider hips, Uh, when we were walking, we're not going to hit our lower arm bone in the the arm swing. So that's called the carrying angle. And so for women, there always is a larger carrying angle. Now, some women have an excessive carrying angle and that can lead to some of these elbow problems. So that's one thing to consider if you're having elbow issues with activity or with, with just not doing much at all. Is it the angle? Is it the carrying angle? Is that a possibility? So if it's not the carrying angle, it might just be that the, the wear and tear of it. And th- there's two things to look at if you're experiencing that or you want to avoid experiencing that is what is happening at the shoulder and then what's happening at the wrist. So a lot of the impact on the elbow that is results in some kind of pain, discomfort, swelling is from the shoulder, meaning the shoulder is not in its most optimal alignment. And when you move from that shoulder, the movement is then projected down into the elbow. And so imagine if you were sitting at work and you're slumped a lot. So your shoulders are slumped forward and then you start typing. Well, the slumping of the shoulders has pitched the upper arm bone forward. And then there's not as much technical space for the elbow to go because the elbow is connected to that that bone that's been pitched forward, the humerus. So they'll, you'll tend to compensate in some way. And that might be that you turn your elbows out a little bit to give you some more room when you're slouching. Well, any kind of compensation because of the position of the shoulder will impact the elbow. And so you'll start having elbow pain and then blame it on the elbow. But in fact, it could be your position. So that's one thing to look at is what is where is your shoulder positionally And especially like in your resting posture, where is your shoulder? So if you're already starting with a lot of um, forward shoulder position, then you're going to need to work on that. And that's just great for your posture. That's great for your shoulders, but it is something that can impact the elbow. Then you look below the elbow at the wrist. And so you think like, what is the wrist doing that could impact the elbow? So I've seen people that complain about elbow pain And it has a lot to do with their typing position or the way they use one hand to move the mouse. So if they have like a mouse for the computer and they're moving it just with that one hand and over and over again, that repetitiveness of moving the wrist, the forearm in that particular way impacts the elbow. So you have to look at the position of the wrist and then the position of the shoulders and see if either of those is suboptimal and in, in the mechanics of it that results in these kind of tendinitis, possible some kind of you know, ligament just soreness. So the, sore, the ligaments can be sore too because they, all these connective tissue um, parts have receptors on there that give pain responses. So the ligaments don't so much give the pain responses, but they can create inflammation, which then creates pain. So those are things to look at is what's happening in the soft tissue above and below. Now, there's some other things that people don't really think of is like, where is your position when you're doing just your regular task? So for instance, I can't tell you the number of people who've complained about some kind of elbow discomfort on the yoga mat. And then I start to tease out like, well, what what's your daily life like? And I get a picture of it and the, a few things have set them up for this pain in the elbow. One is they're leaning on the elbows a lot. So at their desk, um, I've worked with cooks and chefs who are working in the kitchen and they're and they're just leaning on the counter with one elbow sometimes when they're doing things. So that leaning, that pressure on the elbow is it's it can cause some discomfort and it can cause some swelling. So are you kind of leaning on your elbow subconsciously or unconsciously, not even realizing you're doing it. And you might be spending hours like talking on the phone and you have your elbow down and that's that's giving you some lever to to have the phone up by your ear, but you're hurting your elbow possibly. So think about what the position is during like the, the daily things that you don't even consider, that there's no motion involved, but you might be putting pressure on it. Then the other thing is like at nighttime, what are you doing with your elbows at nighttime? I can't tell you the number of people who've come to me with tennis elbow. And we like really pick apart, like, what are you doing? What's your, like, is it, there's, doesn't seem to be a repetitive action. And then I, I just, I'd tell them to kind of recreate the, the, to the best of their ability. What is their kind of normal posture when they're lying down, when they're sleeping? And they'll often say, oh, you know, I wake up and I'm just kind of in this flex position, like almost like a little embryo position and my elbows are bent and I do that on, as a way of like staying warm or it's just kind of keeping myself feeling um, comforted. But that flexed elbow position all night long can be um, a source of, of discomfort because You're just holding it. And while you think, oh, I'm sleeping, I'm relaxed. A lot of people are not relaxed when they're sleeping in that position. They're kind of almost clenching around the elbow joint. So that is a real big one that I see a lot is the things that you don't consider that are, but you're spending five, six, seven, eight, nine hours of sleeping and um, a, a majority of that could be where you're really flexing the elbow and then holding in that position. And so those are the things to consider. So the last thing I'll talk about is in movement. What do you want to think about with the elbow? So when you're moving, say you're running or something. Now, I am not a professional runner, so I'm just going to give you my physical therapy um, advice for that. But... I would let a lot of the movement, again, come from the shoulder joint and from the small rotation in the thoracic spine. The elbow is not going to be pumping or anything like that when you're running. It's just swinging along with the rest of the arm, but that's being generated from the shoulder. So I have seen people who also clench their elbow tight when they're running. And that can be a source because you're really holding in that position and doesn't really love doing that. So let it swing more naturally, like let there feel like there is just a fluidity of the swing and that's being carried out from the shoulder. Say you're doing something weight bearing, like in yoga, when we're on the mat, we're in quadruped or plank position, side plank, you need to really, really focus on what your shoulder is doing. And, and, and also, of course, if the wrist is has been warmed up, if it's been prepared, stretch the wrist so that you... A lot of those positions, the wrist is at 90 degrees. And if the wrist is having trouble getting 90 degrees, the elbow will attempt to compensate for that loss of range of motion in the wrist. So prepare the wrist, but then notice where is the shoulder? Is it centered in the socket when you're weight-bearing on the um, hands? And then the elbow oh my gosh, so many people say, wait, I was told to micro-bend my elbows when I'm in plank. And I know all of these cues came from a really good and noble place. So to micro-bend the elbows, some of that is um, the teachers just like did not like looking at these hyper-extended elbows, especially if somebody has a little bit of a carrying angle, it makes it look even funkier and weird. And we just get uncomfortable with that. But the, the, really the message is the elbows being straight, are that's what they're meant to be. They're meant to be straight in, in those planks and stuff. You don't want to micro bend your elbows. What you do want to do is create a lot of activity around the elbow. So in the upper arm bone, around the humerus. So think about the triceps, the back of your arm. They are activating the biceps, the front of the arm. The, it, they are activating to create this kind of balanced Hold around the bone so that the problem with um, straight or locked arms is when it becomes passive and you're just kind of hanging. And so the musculature around it is not engaged. So you do want the joints in in extension because it's a more powerful position than micro-bending the elbows. That's actually in fact probably going to strain those elbows more than with the elbow straight, but keep the activity there. And here's a great way of doing that. You have your hands on the floor. Say you're in plank, your wrists are right under the shoulders. You want to, I've talked about this in other episodes, you want to dial your hands out. So the right hand would dial it to the right, the left hand would dial it to the left, and there would be actually no movement. But that torque that is created would journey up the lower arm bone into the upper arm bone and create a hug around those bones. So there wouldn't, you wouldn't have that. Um, tendency to kind of hang out in the elbow joint and hyperextension. So you need an active elbow extension. You don't need to micro bend the elbows to create that though. So I hope that helps you. If you have more questions about the elbows, just know that they are they're just often the victim of the shoulders or the wrist. So notice what you're doing a lot of and how it might impact your elbows and then change that. Change that so if the height of your desk needs to be changed So that because you're not you don't want to be so flexed. Um, Flex means that um, the the angle between your wrist and your shoulder is really uh, decreased, as opposed to having the hand all the way down by your knee or something. You would be pulling it way up, so that's flexion of the elbow. If if you've got too much flexion in when you're typing or working at the desk, that can strain the elbow. So look at the position at your desk. Look whether it's a standing desk or sitting desk. Look at what you're doing throughout the day. How you're carrying things. Can you? put more of the carrying load if you're carrying groceries or people can you put more of the carrying load into your core and let that support you so send me any questions if you have them about the elbows but let's try and take the owl out of the elbows and keep them safe and happy thank you for joining me today as always pulling for you and sending you lots of love